0: Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. You can do it. I can do it. That's kind of what I've titled in my message today. You can do it. We can be people who make a major difference in this world for Jesus Christ. Our Heavenly Father, today, I ask that you help us to make a major difference in this life. Wherever we go, whatever we do, May the power of God go with us. May the strength of God overwhelm us. May God, you help us in our weaknesses, and help us to be a living witness for you, Lord. The world needs you, and we are your instruments to be used by you. Thank you for this opportunity, and Lord, help us to understand that we can do it. In Jesus' name, Amen. Today, out of the second, uh, out of Second Timothy, as we we talk about wisdom and reflecting on Paul's wisdom to Timothy about living life. Reading from the NIV study, I find that after Paul's release from prison in Rome in A.D. 62 or 63, and after his fourth missionary journey, during which he wrote I, Timothy, and Titus, Paul was beginning being in prison under Nero in 66-67. It was during this time that he wrote 2 Timothy. In contrast to his first experience where he was watched in a rented house, this time he was in a cold dungeon, chained like a common, common criminal. His friends even had a hard time finding where he was kept. It's, it was said that Paul had three reasons to write this letter to Timothy. He was lonely. His friends had deserted deserted him. And you know what? It's kind of like sometimes today. We have people that have gone to prison and pretty soon they just got forgotten about. Paul longed for Timothy and asked him to come and visit him soon. Another reason he wrote this book was because he was concerned about the church. He was concerned about the direction of the church and where the church was going. At this time, the church was under a lot of persecution. There was a lot of things going on in the church. And Paul was concerned about that, and and he prayed for them. And he was telling Timothy to preserve and keep the preaching, even if he had to suffer for it. Showing people by our lives that Jesus lives, that it's all about Jesus. In fact, let me read to you 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 through 5. He says, In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up a sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. You know what? That's happening now. The Bible tells us we must preach the word and tell the story of Jesus to all people. They too can have a hope. They too can come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ who transforms lives. Believe it or not, the world is starving to meet Jesus. Yes, many people would come to Jesus if they were only introduced to him. And that's exactly why Paul was writing to Timothy to do and telling them to introduce people to Jesus Christ. And do not worry about being treated poorly or made fun of but to share God's word. See, we need to be concerned for the souls of man. We, he went on to tell Timothy to be prepared to correct, to rebuke, and to encourage. Why is it we are so fearful about standing up for what, what it is right? We don't want to correct people or rebuke people. Even though they are wading deeper and deeper in sin, we just continue to watch them slide. We see people making terrible choices, getting involved with lying, cheating, drinking, and many other things that lead them downhill. But instead of standing up and encourage them, we encourage them to just keep going, doing what they're doing. What it comes down to is too many of us really are not concerned for their souls. We're more concerned about hurting their feelings. We just continue to let them slide. Well, Paul didn't want Timothy to be a weakling in faith, but to be strong, filled with the power of God to make a difference in a lost world. It's very easy in life just to fall into the mainstream and go with the flow to be happy in our mind with the business that we're doing. He told the disciples to go into all nations. And that message was for all of us in the last chapter of Matthew. Well, it doesn't sound fun. What it is, you know, it, it is what it is. He said, go. Leading people to Jesus is the most fun. You are changing their lives forever. And you're leading them to a heaven where they're going to spend eternity. You know, we, we, we get so concerned about feelings. We get concerned about the feelings of people in our house. You know, people, our non-Christian family comes home for, for different events and, and we'll stay home with them from church because I don't want to hurt their feelings. Instead of saying, you know what? For me and my house, we'll be in the house of God today. And you know, I'd sure love you to come with me, but if you don't, we'll see you when we're home. But instead, no, we'll stay home with you. No, it's okay. I want to give in to your side. I want to give in to what's going on here because I don't want to take a chance on hurting your feelings. People of God, are we ever going to win the lost? Are we ever going to win our families? Are we ever going to stand up for God over man? I'm telling you what, it's the truth. I've watched it happen over and over. And I've watched families deteriorate because they did not stand up for God's truth. They gave in. To their kids, they gave in to the woes of their friends because they didn't want to come across too religious. They didn't want to come across as that person that is judgmental. It's not judgmental when you share God's truth. It's just God's truth. Paul Paul goes on to tell Timothy to be patient and careful instruction. A very good advice, isn't it? Because we have a tendency to want to get right at it, and sometimes. We go straight at things, and immediately the next time, you know, we cause people to turn and run because we are too harsh. Now, I I agree with that. I think we can be too harsh as Christians, or, or even as parents, we can come across and turn our kids away. You know, but we need to be patient with people, but give them instruction. All of us know that when we approach in a confrontational manner, we automatically get defensive. That's why it's important for us to show gentleness and love. If you hold a whip over somebody, they will not listen. And Paul knew Timothy had a big mission in front of him. He wanted Timothy to know what was going on. Folks, do you know what's going on around you? Are you keenly aware of how people closest to you are living? Do you have an influence on their life, or you just are a part of their life? Have we become so ingrained in seeing sin and a sinful life that it doesn't bother us anymore? I still get upset seeing in a football game, hearing people use poor language or watching claiming Christians destroy their testimony by doing things on the contrary to God. I was at the football game the other day and and the guy behind me was cussing uh not terribly, but cussing and it just it weighs on you and you think, why do you have to cuss? Why do you have to do this? Paul encourages Timothy to never give up, just as we see in almost all Paul's writings and his example. There are all times, folks, there are always times that we feel like throwing in the towel. But, folks, I'm here to tell you to keep pressing on. Paul knew that his time was almost up in this world, and he had fought hard. He didn't give up, and he was doing what he could even in prison to change the world. He would not let the world derail him. The world says can't, but God says can. There was a movie out a number of years ago, about 20 years ago, I think, about, a, uh, it's called The Mighty Max. This was a college girls basketball team in the early 70s. From a Catholic school, they defied the odds. There is no way they should have played for the championship, but they defied the odds. They were a tiny school, playing it, paying it, Playing against major colleges, similar to something like, let's say, College of Idaho playing Notre Dame, their coach taught them they had to, they could do it. They could overcome, just like Paul taught. And you know, if you get a chance to watch that movie, it's a great movie, and you can see how they overcame the odds. Do not let circumstances derail you. The world says there is no way to do something, but Jesus says. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And I believe Jesus. I believe the Word of God. I believe we can stand on that principle. Let's learn to fight on. In fact, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 through 8 says, This is Paul. For I am already been pouring out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord God, the righteous judge, will award me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. There is hope for you. There is hope for me. Fight the fight. I fell victim a few few, uh, years ago, believing that, that we were going, Boise State would get crushed in this game, and they were down 18 with 4 minutes and 25 seconds left to go. I had given up, and I went to my car to listen to, instead I had to listen to the greatest comeback in Boise State basketball history. Down 18 with 4.25 to go. They were down 5 points with 8 seconds left, and miraculously tied it up. It's ironic that I would have, it's over mentality, You know, mind over mentality. When as a coach in the 80s, my team fought back in the fourth quarter of every football game to win every single game and win the championship. And here I gave up. So folks, we know in our lives we are fighting a good fight. We know if we're making a difference in others' lives. Know this, the Lord will stand by you. Paul says that in 2 Timothy 4.16. The Lord is there to rescue you from every attack the enemy throws at you. I'm here to tell you, folks, our God is greater than the enemy. Anything he throws at us, and you too can withstand the charge, and Jesus Christ will walk with you. You know what? Stand by. God has great things for you. You can be a winner. You really can do it. And I believe in you, and I know the Lord believes in you. Have a wonderful day. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God.